Um, so for the lead in today, we normally just sort of start talking and then, and then something that makes me laugh happens and then I cut it off. But that, that doesn't seem to be happening organically this time. So, um, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Watch on the process beginning to end. Talk in shop with your musical friends. Austin and Mitch. Austin and Mitch. Write a musical. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 5, Season 2. I'm Min. And I'm Austin. <laughs> and this is Amwam. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, what What's new? Uh, I'm just thinking about a friend of ours, Anna Smith, commented on <laughs> the first what episode of this season. What did she say now? How uh, we really reveal on those episodes when we recorded these episodes. Oh, <laughs> and we just date how ourselves. Long. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so well, I was just thinking back. Only if you know us. Well, I mean, we kind of say what... That's true. Uh, we're talking around what time of year it is. But yeah, yeah. we... I think that... But I told her it's not that we, uh, like revealed you know some big secret it's more like we were delayed in releasing this season yeah so it's more well so here we are here we are 2018 (laughs) yeah it's still july yeah um yeah what's been happening oh uh, you know um i am in the thick of writing two musicals on top of each other uh so i'm in sort of crazy crazy mode is that some kind of cool performance art two musicals going at the same time it could be um i i've got press here opening in a couple well not opening thank god uh (laughs) going into rehearsals in a couple weeks which we talked about on this show before Uh and i have a lot of songwriting left to do i've got i've got pieces of everything but i don't have anything finished so um i need to kick that into gear but before that there's a workshop for llama llama red pajama um and I need to get the show workshop ready, which for me is just like, I, like I've got a script, um, and the script it's never I'm never super worried about getting the script in shape because I can take, I can do a pretty con- concrete change or edit like in a matter of a day or two, but just making sure that I've got all the sheet music so that the actors have something to to learn and so that the director and everybody can have something to hear and to play with and give me notes on. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a scramble. Yeah. But, and you're helping me out with gold tracks. Yeah. But that's really fun. Cause um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. No, I really like doing uh, music production. Um, cool. And it's, it's even more fun when it's uh, not necessarily my stuff. Cause I don't have to sit there and agonize over the fact that I can't write a decent baseline or whatever. Oh, stop. <laughs> I mean, I'm from what we're going to talk about today, I think that's uh encouraging because I think with the show Proxima and the kind of music we're wanting to enter into, I my music production side is so underdeveloped that it's nice to have somebody who enjoys it and is stronger at it because so much of this music will be electronically produced, I feel like. A yeah. lot of it will be, not yeah, all of yeah. it. Um, but anyway, before we get to that, we have something very special in store today. You're actually going to hear something that one of us has written. Oh, sure, yeah. But well, yeah, I was going to say we should share... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did like these weird lead-ins. Uh, what we've been 
reading slash watching slash yeah 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 anything like that um uh, i mean i've i'm i just finished the third book of the stormlight archive which i've talked about on the podcast yeah. before <laughs> very long books um and it's still it's still fun it's a nice it's a nice bedtime book uh-huh. um now that it's the third book it's like brandon sanderson the author does a good job of keeping things fresh and like uh, the story is compelling the whole way through and i like the characters and everything but um it is even though the books are very long and very um uh i don't know uh big they're big concepts big stories very epic uh it is still like the books do follow a rhythm so it's like we get to the last act and everything kind of culminates in a big battle mm. sequence kind of thing and it's very exciting but it's like this is the third time so it's like all right we're doing this again oh i was gonna say does it happen in the in the structure of the three books but it actually happens within each book as well yeah yeah yeah. because this is also i think a it's not a trilogy it's a it's a oh. never-ending like series of things it's kind of like the marvel universe I think. oh i see so um, it's just kind of different stories in that same universe yeah yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, which, uh, which is interesting. I mean, it's compelling. In the same way that I, like, really love the Marvel movies. and Just, mm-hmm. like, love the new developments, even though they're always kind of the same movie. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but uh, I just started Serial Season 3. Which is, I'm like way late to that game, but... Oh, the um, podcast? Yeah, 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 I didn't even realize it had come out. Oh, yeah, it came out, I think, a long time ago. <laughs> um, I listened to both of the first season, or first two seasons, so. Yeah, I did not get through season two. I gave it a couple episodes and <laughs> was like, I just don't care at all. I stuck with it. I, I, it well, I didn't, obviously wasn't as like mysterious or intriguing as season one, Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I had a lot of driving time then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's unquestionably, like, well-made and good storytelling. I just, like, didn't care to hear any more about Bo Bergdahl or Yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, but this is about the court system in Cleveland. Hmm. And so it's just, I mean, like, as their mission statement goes, it's, like, just a really long episode of This American Life where they go in and do yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. good in-depth reporting. I'm going to um, listen to that. Yeah. We're done. I'm only on episode one, but it's a real treat. <laughs> and they do not sponsor us, by the way. No. <laughs> I don't <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be fun. Brought to you by Serial. I don't know if I don't know. Do we even get I don't even know if we want to get there. That feels like a lot to think about and we oh. really just use these podcasts to humor yeah. ourselves and help ourselves. Sure, write yeah. Something, I think so. it um would add a an element of structure that we don't need. No, not in our lives right now. Yeah. No. Um, but what about you? What's 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 engaging? Um, well, I watched kind of two Broadway heavy hitters. Is that the right term? Big hits. Do you mean shows or people? shows? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, shows. Um, not really recently. One was last at the end of last year. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. So and July two thousand seventeen. You mean? <laughs> Yeah, way back when we recorded that first episode. Yeah, um, yeah I watched Dear Evan Hansen in December of last year when it was here at The Current, and then I watched Come From Away when it was here just in January. 
See, I am saying months, so they have to know. They have to be able to piece it together. It's yeah. like somebody could do a serial podcast well, on our yeah, show and piece together the timeline. So but disappointed. Anyway. <laughs> I thought uh, we cultivated such an air of mystery. <laughs> uh, with both shows, I, well, Dear Evan Hansen, I was surprised how much I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Going into it, I think I already talked to you about this particular show. Where I, I wasn't sure going into it, I knew like the music was catchy, and you know it won best musical. Yeah, um, but I think it's very well structured. Mm-hmm. The from the book to the music, and, and it is a show where uh, I know the music is popular, but you don't really get a lot of. Uh, there's some interesting nuances in the music that you don't get unless you're actually watching mm-hmm. the staging totally to the show and even like who sings what songs when like there are there are only seven characters in the show and there's one song in act one where three characters are singing a trio and then in act two the other three that are that didn't sing that trio sing another trio and i don't know if other people pick up on that but i was just like oh that's an interesting like mirroring um and i don't think they wrote it that way to like hit you on the head with like hey we did these two trios but I just found it very interesting which characters were singing what, because on the cast album, you can't really tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, Actually, there are, and, eight, there are eight characters, sorry. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, but that's a nice, um, that's a nice thing. That's yeah. a nice layer to the onion. Yeah, and it's a really, it, it, the show takes you through some really uncomfortable feels. Mm-hmm. Um, teenage lies, angsts, blah, uh, and does it in a way that, I think stayed away from kind of after school special zone. Yeah. No, I think um the ability to like capture honest and and realistic teenage feeling is uh both really difficult and when successfully done like really compelling. Yeah. Um at least to me. I don't know, I'm sort of fixated on that age my like I think about myself at that age a lot. Mm. I think it's when I I think it's like when I was really like engaging in a lot of my like first making of art as oh, I guess yeah, probably yeah, a lot yeah. of people do because you're so full of feelings <laughs> um but it's it's hard to cuz I I think it's also an era where like or an age where a lot of people produce really bad art like I know sure. that I yep. certainly did yep. because and it's hard to say why it's bad well you're just finding your yeah 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 Yeah, you haven't honed your taste but like but that energy is so uh pure in a way yeah um and so like trying to trying to use that or capture that or or express that in a way that is um true to that while at the same time um being better than the art that was made while you were there Yeah, yeah definitely uh yeah so I, I i was i bought into the story pretty quickly actually just because i feel like they ramp into it really nicely uh and then come from away um was also it was very moving the directing was very spot on like every like the storytelling mm-hmm. was there and and they did a really great job in that show of just i don't do you know what it's about it's about the airplanes being landed in yeah being british columbia yeah, basically diverted post, like, just in the aftermath of 9-11, um, and then just kind of snapshots of the various people that ended up there, both the people who live there and had to take in these uh, unexpected visitors, as well as those who were diverted um, to yeah. Newfoundland. How much of a um, 
uh, boo sort of mosaic piece is it versus a central story? It's pretty much a mosaic piece. Okay. There are there are lots of story threads, uh-huh. and they do pay off. Like they do, you know, characters go on arcs from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Uh, but you're not necessarily following one or two characters. Uh, all the actors play multiple roles, and all of those roles evolve differently. Is it kind of like a musical Laramie project in that way? Yeah. I think the structure is similar. Okay, yeah. As far as like taking any a central event and then getting a bunch of different reactions to that event and, and what they all went through. So yeah, it is very much like interspersed layering mosaic style mm-hmm. of storytelling. Uh, and, you know, I've heard from different people, you know, Come From Away should have won Best Musical. Yeah, I was going to say, people seem to love that Oh, yeah. I, and I can see why. Um, I will say, I do think there's something about the writing of the the songwriting in, in Dear Evan Hansen that feels a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what those boys do so well they, i feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. they write such good pop yeah so and and come from way is also very stylistically in that newfoundland style mm-hmm. um so i don't know maybe it didn't fall on people's ears the same way but either way i thought they were really strong shows and i'm glad i got to see both yeah um yeah but it feels like so far away now and now i'm in the middle of midas gold midas land which by the time this episode airs i think midas should have opened I yeah. keep calling it Midas because that was the old title, but Gold should have opened. So Midas go musical. see it. Playing for a very, very long time <laughs> through May 12th in downtown Berkeley at Bay Area Children's Theater's uh, second stage at the yeah. Berkeley Center. Yep. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, Press Here is going to open too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple weeks after that. In March? Uh, I, I think April. Early April, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so go see it. Yeah. Um, great. Should we do that piano thing? Yeah. So we always forget, but please email us at <laughs> sorry email austinandmin at gmail dot com. Yeah. Right. I. You know, you're the only one that's ever checked the email, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna have to defer to you. If you have any questions or comments, uh, yeah. I'm going to check it really quick to me. <laughs> this is shoddy. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, we're keeping it in. We're keeping it in. Anyway, um, Austin, you're going to share something really oh, cool well, so, with us and just give us a little background. So what are we about to hear? Oh, well, so um, we were talking about what this episode could be about because we haven't had a chance to really put a whole lot of attention towards sitting down and actually putting pen to paper uh, in regards of writing Proxima, but I have been thinking about it, uh, and I it we had been talking about what the sound of the show should be, and um, just thinking about what kind of instrumentation and that kind of stuff, and it reminded me that I I think I mean I years ago had this idea for a video game like concept album, so it'd be or like a a rock opera kind of stage show thing where it'd be like a narrative album um, with songs that basically followed like the plot of like a Mario game. (laughs) Um, And I had done like a sketch of an opening track for that and it was on my old laptop. And so I dug it out and like moved it over to my new computer 
and fussed around with some of the sounds and things like that uh, to just try to experiment with that to see if it was at all relevant. And I don't think like this song is at all a song that would go into the show, but just in terms of like the kind of synth pads and things like that, just sort of, I was just experimenting. See what I come up with. Let's take a listen. So, first of all, our email address is austinendmin at gmail.com. Thank you for confirming <laughs> that. Um, uh, secondly, have you ever played Night in the Woods? No. It's a video game I just recently finished on Switch, and it what you just played sounds a lot like it to me. It's mm-hmm. kind of, um, it's more of an adventure story-based game, and you go, a lot of the game is you go and talk to different characters and choose different paths, and then stuff happens, but... It uh, it had a very peaceful vibe as you're walking around town, and it really sounded like mm-hmm. what you just played. So it's giving me those kinds of like adventure, yeah, like kind of chill story based yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. With that with that sound. But um, do you well, want to talk about like where sure. that came from or what? Well, was so like what you're hearing you there this? is basically there's um, like a kick. Uh, so there's like a filtered drum, um, and then layered. There's a bunch of um, pad sounds so the sort of like um those oh sort of like wide um Mm -hmm. airy sounds and then through that it's just like a filtered electric piano um i was to get it to be sort of video gamey it's uh well so one there's like 8-bit um Mm -hmm. distortion which is Mm -hmm. a thing that you can layer on but then there isn't that that what you just played yeah a little bit um, to give it kind of a, a little crackle. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also finding, like, if you just do the 8-bit stuff, it sounds uh, very specific. Yeah. And, like, uh, isn't actually... Like, even modern video games that want to sound 8-bit, like, nobody... You don't do, like, just straight... Literal 8-bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so... But if you do an 8-bit and then, like, filter out some of the high end, it has a a smoother tone mm-hmm. um, and sounds a little bit more electronic, uh, like modern electronic uh, yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so anyways, that kind of stuff. Um, and I, yeah. And like you said, I like how floaty it can be and um, sort of lush in that way. Yeah. Um, we, we had talked about at one point the possibility of like the real world being more um, electric and the, game world being more acoustic mm-hmm. um which is something to explore also because it's like it'd be interesting to see how to um sort of create some of those tones with real instruments and sure stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah but um but yeah so anyways it was just a little experiment we'll include yeah. i'll include the rest of the oh yeah the song at the end of this episode if you yeah. want to hear does it have thing. a title um, <laughs> i have it called uh title track one title screen <laughs> Oh, so um, it is a title. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, there's words in it and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So did you have thoughts on... Well, 
what you just said about us looking at real world being more electronic and in-game world being more acoustic. I wonder I wonder about that. Yeah, you know, uh I now that we're talking about it, it sounds like an idea that we had early on that is maybe a better idea in concept than in practice. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's actually that the in-game music is electronic, but it sounds more lush and mm-hmm. yeah. just more complex. But the maybe not complex either, but just like there's something more pleasant. I don't know mm-hmm. about being in game, and then the real world is maybe acoustic, or it could be electronic too. But um, it's just crunchier, yeah, harsher. Uh, yeah, like we were talking about, like clusters. Yep, cluster chords being more of that real world whereas when we're in game it's these open open sounds and that what you just played felt very mm-hmm. ah like free yeah. freed up and yeah, relaxing yeah. so yeah it's going to be interesting looking at it uh just cuz musical theater i think we've talked about this on the podcast but uh musical theater wants to be jazzy like in a <laughs> in a sort of fundamental like nature of you have the no idea what you mean <laughs> Well, it's just like um, the the for those of you men was being facetious, but, the, <laughs> but for I those have of three you, the, songs in gold that have a swing beat, yeah, 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 and a big jazzy finish to the point where all the actors during rehearsal go that jazz <laughs> before the final note hits. So it's like oh, there's something going on there. But yeah, yeah. anyway, well, so it's like uh, if you look at the history of like musical theater or light opera or whatever, it's like uh, there's sort of the Gilbert and Sullivan sort of straight but very. Um, sort of bouncy mm-hmm. um and then and then jazz uh and then i guess more currently with hamilton like hip-hop yeah but all of them are very like lyric driven genres or like it's music with a lot of space for words yeah and and people to use their words to express feelings. there's a good era in between hamilton and jazz where it was starting to bleed into rock pop yeah. As well. And I guess my concern is that I don't love that era. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Wh- and- Why? What, what? Why? Oh, um, I don't know. I guess it's because, uh, like, so rock and pop are, are, by their nature, like, just sort of not very lyrically driven. Like, you get a hook... And you repeat the hook. There's a lot of repetition, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Like, that sounds great. But in the context of a show, uh, just sort of stalls each time you hit a song. Sure, sure. Um, and so if you're sort of bucking that part of the of the genre and, like, sort of pushing forward with a musical theater thing, but keeping the trappings of, like, an electric guitar or, like, a synth pop kind of thing, yeah. I just worry that it it feels like you're just sort of shoving that on top of yeah. music theater. It's just, I, and that's not to say it's just that we can't do this. It's just uh, right, right, be right. a challenge to figure out how to make it sound organic and natural and not like we're forcing a... Yeah, I mean, um, I would... What I, what I would add to what you said, or maybe it's pushing against. <laughs> I'm not sure. But basically, I think it that rock and pop, it's because... They aren't storytelling based. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that jazz fundamentally is because it's not, but 
but well, the way jazz it has evolved. this long tradition of like um clever lyrics and like you you do sort of like tell right these. like rock pop lyrics are often just kind of driven by one emotion or attitude yeah and it's kind of repeating that attitude over and over and over again yeah yeah no like a, i mean a, a rock song will you like hit your chorus and then like your verse could be like two two lines where yeah. you convey one concept right 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 and then hit the chorus again and then another two lines where you hit the same concept yeah uh and then hit the chorus hit the chorus and then you're done that's where um interestingly country yeah and folk do tell lots of stories in their mm-hmm. lyrics and so that i feel like that has lent itself to musical theater for for that purpose as well like folk i feel like might be a way in mm-hmm. if you want to be like folk rock yeah. That could be the way in without it feeling like here's a rock song and it obviously follows the same one four five four structure and now you have to just deal with our lyrics on top of that structure. With folk, there's much more like openness as far as what to do. Yeah, lyrically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely true. Um, I do you know any? Are there any like electronic musicals right now? I mean. Not that I know about the top of my head. There's probably there has to be somebody I mean, has had to, be. to have yeah. made it. But electronic music has pretty much infiltrated pits. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, which I'm always really like. I am really curious how Hamilton does its pit. I think it's. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody should write us and. <laughs> but my my feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> totally unsubstantiated feeling, is that they're following a click track when they need to Uh in their ear based on what's about to happen. Sure. Um, And sometimes when the drums are electronic, then they just follow that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I I think click tracks are used a lot. Yeah. um, I think they're probably used a lot in all over the place. I was uh, just listening to Gentleman's Guide. um, Completely electronic. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, they do these things that like you couldn't like that I would never do with with like a pre-recorded track because like they'll it's very wordy and like they'll hit a point where the actors run out of breath Uh. and the orchestra will just like hiccup a little bit Uh as the actor breathes and then keep going with the phrase yeah 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 um and it's off rhythm but they're all together so it it sounds great right but um but like that would be impossible to do i mean not necessarily not impossible but but it would it wouldn't be the same because one night that actor would totally get yeah. Without having to breathe. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. all... That's the magic of live theater. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, so that's interesting. I mean, what... If this were to be in... You know, I don't know what order we should be talking about this, but what would, like, make sense for this show as far as who is in the pit? Is it... How live are we wanting this? Yeah. I mean, my first inclination is, like... Uh, to just make all the music ourselves to start and then... Um, Electronically, like yeah. as tracks. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then just um, orchestrate it mm-hmm. as as desired. Because I think it's obviously cooler the more live stuff we can get. Yeah. Um, but at least in terms of like having a product to play with and stuff like that, I don't think it makes sense to really like wait for that. Yeah, I think... I mean, I was just at... A writer's retreat where I worked on a brand new show idea 
Um, <laughs> this is out over at Theater Works here in Silicon Valley, and yeah, must be nice to have so many ideas. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, Austin. I tell you, it's it's just so hard. Uh, but the opening number, I knew had to. I, I the character is very is a YouTuber and is very selfish, and I wanted it to be a full-on pop number, yeah. uh, but I knew I had to build it in Logic because it would not land if I handed chords or a piano oh, part uh-huh. yeah, yeah. to the pianist and said, hey, like, it would be fine, uh-huh. but they wouldn't quite get the full thrust. Like, totally. Basically, yeah, I had yeah. I, I presented about 20 minutes of it mm-hmm. to their donor base and some invited folks, but... Similarly, I think with this show, what you just said makes sense because if we're really trying to convey this video game ness, um, I think a good number of the tracks need to even the good number of the demo tracks need to carry that so people can hear it rather than you know pianos just pianos cool coolness yeah. back yeah, yeah. like they they've gone out of style after the late eighties or you know yeah well as far I'm- as carrying that. Yeah. Energy. Well, so I, <laughs> I am a person who, for years, um, would present songs to directors uh, on my instrument of choice, which is the guitar, uh-huh. and it's just—it's always just me strumming and singing, and um, it—I always found it really infuriating that they'd be like, "So it's like a folk musical," <laughs> and it's like, "No, no, no, no! It's like a—it's like a." A really orchestrated like classical piece and they'd be like well it sounds like a folk song and it's like well uh, just wait just wait yeah um i mean my friend plays the banjo and he complains that everybody always just hears banjo music when he plays <laughs> um I, for me it's everything just sounds like a boy band <laughs> except when i'm doing like really more like full singing or operatic or musical theater singing but my voice, when I do pop-sounding voices or songs, I just sound like I'm trying to be a part of a boy band. Yeah, I'm always really impressed by the uh, the the depth of um, quality that you can get out of piano. Like, mm, yeah, just like I, because I guess a big part of what a lot of the things that I struggle with is like getting to song, getting a song to sound like the genre that I want it to be yeah um and i think i always i think i get too caught up on uh instrumentation like getting the instruments right but a lot of it is just the arrangement like uh i don't know um i'm just always impressed like you can like uh where the mountain meets the moon like hearing you play it on the piano mm-hmm. i mean i guess i in the final product a lot it was just piano and urdu but, uh, or, or sorry, not the Arhu. Not Urdu the, is not a language. language. Yes, oh god. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, an Arhu, Arhu. Um, but I don't know. It's, it sounds very full. Like I can. Yeah, I mean, I think that one in particular is because I knew it was just going to be those two instruments, mm. so I really dove in as far as like this is composed for the piano. Yeah. Whereas you know when I write other stuff i could just do a lead sheet Mm -hmm. because it's not about the piano but when i knew that the instrument was the piano then it's like great then i need to use yeah the range that a piano can can give um yeah i had something that i forgot (laughs) um min mentioned putting something in logic we logic is the music uh it's the digital audio work 
workspace. Yes, digital Interface. audio workspace. A oh, workspace. Um, the yeah. DAW. That's right. Uh, that we use. It's for Mac. I mean, Austin uses it. I like step my toe in and then <laughs> complain that it's too cold and then. It's basically like fancy garage band. Um, yeah. Yeah. With lots of things. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. What did you think of what you were gonna say? No. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, so I mean, I think maybe this is getting close to to what it is. This episode. Yeah. No, um, I'm like I'm glad that we got to chat because because we haven't been able to talk about this show much yeah. at all. So, I but we will. We will. We will. It's uh, this season of writing really got away from me. Um, yeah, so but this is part of the process. So yeah. you're getting the inside look. You're watching the process from beginning to end. Yeah, I just don't want people to think that like this show is just us getting together and talking about how we're about to start writing. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, it will be for a little while, <laughs> but hopefully, it holds your. From what I hear, season three is really where this show picks up. <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah, I read that review. Yeah, I hear you have to like stick with season two and mm-hmm. like get to know the characters a little bit more, yeah. so that yeah, by yeah. season three you're just like, oh snap. Yeah. yeah. No, it's we're 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 building we're building the we're starting the threads that are gonna all weave together and, <laughs> and pay off. Um, well, on that note, thanks for listening, and here is. Well, I think we should probably do the ending credits and then the... Uh, oh, okay. Well, on so. that note, here are the end credits, followed by track one. Title screen. Title screen by Austin Zumbro. Okay. Bye, you guys. Bye. Amwam is produced by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Theme song composed by Austin Zumbro, performed by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Logo designed by Melissa Nigro. If you like our podcast, leave us a review and subscribe.
Come rescue me.